Moving Iron Podcast, Tax News with Glenn Birnbaum. Glenn, how are you doing this morning? Hey, good, KC. Good deal. Well, Glenn is a uh, CPA with Heinel Bandwork out there in East Peoria, Illinois, and he is uh, the go-to guy when it comes to tax stuff. And Glenn, uh, we've got a quite a laundry list of stuff here to talk about today. Yeah, you know, there's been a number of things that the IRS or Treasury have, has released here in the last few weeks. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to kind of update everybody on some of the latest things going on. So um, the first one is, you know, every year they, they come out with, you know, some, something like the standard deduction. They generally can adjust that for inflation every year. So, you know, you can probably roughly estimate what it might be every year, but just here a few days ago, they, they actually released the, you know, what the exact amounts are going to be for the year 2020. So, you know, we're already talking 2020 here. So, you know, inflation's not very much, right? So these haven't gone up a lot. But the standard reduction for married was, uh, I believe, 24400 Now it's 24800 you know. So things like that. Uh, another one that doesn't always get increased every year, sometimes it'll, you know, go a couple of years, is the amount that you can defer uh, for your 401k plan. Um, it was 19000 Now it's 19500 So... Um, things like this. And another one would be section 179 expense. Um, you know, I'm sure certainly we've talked about this over the past few, you know, podcasts that we've been doing, but that one, it, it was a million dollars. It was a million 20 for 2019. Now it's going to be a million 40 for 2020. So, you know, just moving up $20,000 a year. So these aren't, these aren't big adjustments, but they are, um, you know, firm and solid numbers now that if we are doing tax planning, you know, not only for 2019, but we're, we're you know, we're doing some sort of projection for 2020 with our clients that we can factor in. Okay. Now, one item that actually did not change um, is it's this uh, small business uh, exemption that comes into play if, if you um, you're still able to use the cash basis method of accounting. And so if you're a small business, you don't have to use the accrual basis method. Um, and so that threshold for revenues is 25 million in, in 2018. That was the kind of our first year of, you know, tax reform Then it became 26 million in 2019. So you might think Casey, that it's going to be 27 million in 2020, but no, it's still going to be $26 million. So that one did not go up. Um, apparently they like to go up in million dollar increments and they didn't, they didn't want to quite go up that far. So, so that one stays the same and, and an impact there is that that same threshold also comes into play for the business interest expense limitation that if you, you know, are under $26 million of revenue, you don't have to generally speaking, worry about the business interest limitation. So the fact that that is going to be locked in for another year at 26 million, you know, possibly could tip a few more taxpayers into having to deal with that rule. So, so that's the story on some of those inflation amounts. Right on. All right. So let's talk about MFP payments. So there's announced uh, like yeah. last week, early this week, something like that, where the MFP payments uh, phase two were going to be uh, paid out. And unlike last year, there's a 
bit of a heads up here that's coming. So yeah. I guess talk about some of that when you look at that and some of the tax preparedness you got to be ready for with those those payments. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we're we're really getting into you know our tax planning season. You know, as particularly for as our farmers, you know, wrap up harvest. Although harvest is going later than normal. Right, we we get a sense of their books and we start you know projecting what we want to show as income and you know expenses to pay and that sort of thing. So last year, you know, in 2018, we were the last week of December, as I recall, there were people that received you know the MFP payments, and you know sometimes those are direct deposit or check, and so you know it might have been right at the end of the year, and that is taxable income, and so you've got to build a you know write a check back or something. Cause it, you know, you can't, if you pay off a loan, as we've talked about, you know, that's not a deduction. So, so this year it sounds like they're going to come end of November, early December. And then if there is a third tranche, I believe it would be January. So for, you know, strictly from a tax planning perspective, we like that as you know, CPAs that we don't have this, Hey, are they going to, is the payment going to go out or not the last week of December? But, you know, for the, for your listeners, you know, those payments are in, um, you can't, you cannot defer those payments like possibly you could do with like, say, you know, some sort of crop insurance payment. So right. just keep that in mind. Yep. Yep. They put the squeeze on that one. So you talk about uh, partnerships a little bit too. We had some, we last yeah. think it was a podcast or two ago, we talked about par- partnerships and some new uh, regulations yeah. that were coming down on that. So it sounds like this week they came yeah. out with some finalized uh, uh, guidance, I guess, about how to, how to deal with the partnerships. Yeah, so I think it was a few a little while ago we talked about there's the new the form basically came out and it's still a draft form so technically it's it's not finalized but the draft form came out and there were a number of additional requirements um, that were basically going to have to be disclosed on like the K one which is kind of the you know it's kind of like the W two you get for if your employer but you got to report this income right the K one is your your share of business income so on that K one there was a number of new things which we talked about last time or maybe the time before. Now, here, since we've talked last, they came out with the instructions, you know, so they describe these, these things more. And so um, probably there's still some confusion about what we actually have to report uh, for something that's called tax basis capital, which we don't, you know, it's kind of getting into the weeds, but, but it's really going to be important for, you know, the tax preparer to know, like, do we have to kind of restate the company's balance sheet in effect to, to, to report it just on the tax basis of accounting and not report it as like the actual book show. So some confusion about that, but the things that we talked about a few, a few sessions ago were, you know, there's now going to be a disclosure of what's called 704 C gain, which Casey, you know, as a, as a reminder, this would be, if I put in a tractor worth 250,000 and I took all the depreciation, but it's still worth 250,000 and you put in a tractor where we're going to be 50, 50 partners. And there's all, you know, you got full depreciation on it. You didn't take any depreciation. Sorry. So you have full basis in it. I would have a disclosure on my K one brand new disclosure that would kind of remind me that, Hey, you, you've had $250,000 of this gain problem. So if, if that tractor is sold, the gain would not get split 50, 50, you know, Hey, we're 50, 50 partners. The gain would go a hundred percent to me. So, it's always something we've had to do, but it's, it's an annual reporting concept to the partner kind of reminding them of this, you know, tainted asset. And so 
there can be a lot of layers and you know, complexity to that so that they aren't backing off of that rule. And also we, we thought and this, somebody on Twitter actually mentioned this to me. It's a good, good thought is we thought maybe if you're a real small partnership and there are exceptions that you don't have to report like the balance sheet, if you're a small partnership, well, maybe if you're a small partnership, you would, you would not have to follow this 704 C disclosure as well. You know, again, a, a way to ease the burden. And that is not mentioned in the instructions you know, that there's that exception. So, uh, but again, these are draft instructions. So I think as we talked a few, a few sessions ago, the bottom line is partnership tax returns are going to be more com more complex to prepare. There's, there's more things that your preparer is going to have to put on there. Um, so it just, it just adds some complexity. And this is all we believe about the IRS trying to look for you know, items to, uh, to audit basically, you know, red flags or yellow flags of things. Hey, this, this is maybe a little odd. Maybe we should look into this. So the more things that are disclosed right on the return, they can then use that maybe to, to go after certain risk areas. So that's kind of what this is all about is, is a lot more disclosures that we, that we're supposed to provide to the IRS. Right. Well, a whole new layer of stuff to pay attention to a lot of stuff going on there too. So, now let's talk about you brought up the four hundred one k limits going up to uh, nineteen nineteen thousand five hundred, right? Yeah, yep. which is uh, about what a thousand bucks or so from last year. Five hundred, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so talk about that a little bit. I mean, a lot of folks, I mean, obviously, using that for retirement, but it's also another place for a yeah. quasi tax shelter, I guess. So uh, depending yep. on how you have it set up, talk about that a little bit and how that how that new uh, exemption is going to work. Yeah. So, you know, this is just going to allow you to shelter more income and, you know, maybe you've, you know, it all depends on the tax bracket you're in, right? I always tell people, you got to make sure you know how much tax you're currently saving, right? Because if you put something into a 401k, you don't have to pay income tax on it, although you do have to pay payroll taxes on it, Social Security, Medicare. So, um, but you don't have to pay income tax, but you got to make sure you know what bracket you're in, right? And how much tax I'm actually saving. But the idea is if you're in a higher tax bracket now, you know, I'd rather save that money now than when I pull it out in retirement, hopefully you're in a lower tax bracket. I mean, that's at least the concept. Um, the other idea is, hey, I don't really need the tax deduction now. And, and there's some, some 401k plans that have what's called a Roth 401k, where you can actually contribute to a Roth. And, and the Roth, as you know, Casey, you know, you don't get that immediate tax deduction. So you're, you're but if you're not in that hybrid bracket, maybe you're okay with that. Then with the Roth, all, all that money grows tax-free when you pull it out, it's tax-free as well. So, so you just have to kind of run the numbers. But for somebody that that is in a high bracket, you know, you can put a little more away uh, into your plan and, and shelter it. Right on. That's that's kind of what it's doing for you. Good stuff, Glenn. Um, plenty of stuff going on here. End of the year's coming up here. We got a lot of folks that are looking at, you know, that that uh, end of the year rush here, getting stuff put away. Any. Uh, any ideas that you want to throw out there to folks that are looking at maybe buying some equipment here towards the end of the year or something that maybe they should be paying attention to, uh, kind of yeah. coming up here towards that, that year-end buying kind of cycle deadline? You know, I think, you know, it's November 8th here. Uh, probably the most important thing is, you know, try to get your books caught up, you know, to know where you're at. That's, you know, there's, in other words, we've still got time to think through ideas, but you kind of got to know where you're at first. Mm -hmm. um, so, so work on that. But, um, it's really going to pay to talk to somebody, um, you know, about this because there are some things that, that we didn't have to deal with this year. Um, sorry, meaning 2019, 
um, for the 2018 tax year. Now, and you know, for the 2020 tax season for 2019, we're going to have to deal with things like lost carry forwards from prior years and how that impacts your 2019 returns. So, it's it's just important. What I like to do is you know just try to get a baseline of here's here's where we're at right now, and then if I do pay a you know do a prepaid expense or buy a piece of equipment. You know how much tax am I going to save, and just just make sure you might think you're in this bracket. You know, if you look on the internet, hey, I'm in, I'm in the 24 percent bracket, but there are some intricacies with the 199A rules and things that that it might you might either actually be in a lower bracket or a higher bracket. And so there's nothing like um, talking to a you know to a, a professional and and making sure you know what the what the delta is, right? What the change is. If, if you do an additional prepaid expense because the, the tax code is complicated and, and, and you've got to really, uh, you know, use a professional to, to figure this out. So, but in upcoming podcasts, we're going to talk a little, a little more about, about some of the planning ideas because um, yeah, we're, we're really hitting, hitting our stride here. So. Right on. All right, Glenn, we're playing stuff going on. Lots of reasons to reach out to you and ask questions. So if folks want to do that. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, it's best just to call our office here at Heinold Banworth, the number 309-694-4251. Or you can always look me up on Twitter, at Glenn Birnbaum is my handle. Yeah, a lot of good stuff out there on Twitter. So follow. make sure you follow Glenn out there on Twitter. He's got a uh, uh, pretty good following, and then there's a lot of banner back and forth between the other tax accountants out there. So um, I guess with that, I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, basically anywhere else you can find podcasts. Look me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at Moving Iron LLC. And uh, also check out movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. Also, make sure you go to uh, Global Ag Network, which is another place you can find the Moving Iron Podcast. Check out their website, globalagnetwork.com. And uh, down at the bottom, there's a page for you to subscribe to the newsletter they have out there. So make sure you check that out as well. So, Glenn, till next time, have a good one, and we will talk to you then, man. Thanks, Casey. Moving higher in the 21st century.